Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Alshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with our study of David's life, we are in 2 Samuel chapter 7 and the first four verses, which I will read to you at this time from the NIV version. Scripture says, after the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it for the Lord is with you. But that night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying you may be saying that's a weird spot to stop I get it I really do because I felt a little odd doing that but this is where the Lord led me to stop so I am doing what he said at least I believe what he said so if I'm weird for God hey I'll be that but the main thought for today is never assume never assume David once again had a great idea just like he did in the series that he just completed and go back and listen to those and hear about his ideas and different people's ideas and executions thereof but he learned from that he learned from his mistakes And he had a great idea to build a place for what represented the presence of God to be. It's like, you know, this represents the presence of God. This is where God comes and meets us. And it's in a tent. And I'm in this palace of of cedar and, you know, got all this wonderful stuff going on. God shouldn't be in a tent. This really shows the heart of David and it gives us one of three lessons that we're able to get out of, or at least that I was able to get out of these four scriptures. And that's our heart should be so tender toward God and so focused on God that we want him to have the best of whatever is available. David didn't want to see God in a tent when he's in this massive beautiful palace that's been fashioned by crafted artisans it's like why why am I in this place that looks this good and God is in a tent and we should have that same mindset we should want the best for God now granted he owns everything so he's got the very best And when we get to heaven, we're going to (laughs) see what excellence really looks like. But again, this is dealing with the heart of the man. I don't want to have something that's so ornate, that's so beautiful. And God not have anything even close to the level of what I have. And that should be our heart. We should want to do for God the very best that we can do. We shouldn't be giving all of our time, all of our attention, 
all of our energy to our nine to five and not giving the best that we can to God. You know, here we are, we're buying uh, all of this expensive stuff for ourselves, but we won't give an offering. We're not paying our tithes faithfully. You know, but, but we're buying two and three hundred dollar pair of shoes. No, we should want to give God and we should want God to have the very best of whatever it is that we have. So that was David's mind. And again, he learned his lesson instead of just going off and, and doing what he thought was right. He sought the man of God. And Nathan, being the man of God, gave him an answer that he thought was good. He was like, hey, God is with you. So whatever you're going to do, it, it'll be fine because God is with you. You're blessed. You know, you're moving under the anointing of God. You're good. Go ahead and do whatever it is that your heart wants to do because God is with you. Wrong answer. Just because God is with you, just because he has blessed you, just because he is moving on your behalf doesn't mean that you can just do whatever it is that you want to do. That's not the case. And even though what David was doing was for God, it didn't mean that he had the authority to do that. It reminds me of a situation that I was in where I was working with a ministry and there was a need that the ministry had and it needed this for quite some time. Like it had gone without it for nearly a year and I was sick of seeing the ministry kind of suffer without it and it seemed as if it was suffering due to inactivity and negligence rather than its ability to, to take care of it so I was like forget it I'm going to make a purchase and provide it to the church so that Everything will be in order. So I did it. Went, spoke to the head of the deacon board. Was like, hey, need uh, somewhere to put this purchase that I made for the church. And they were like, hey, um, did you ask anybody before you made it? I was like, nope. I know that it needed to be done. Hadn't been done. You know, doing this to make sure that things are in order. So here it is. I had a bit of a selfish motive too because what I was purchasing was something that I had been using as well and like I said I knew the church needed it and then it was gone it was like okay the church don't have it and I can't use it for ministry purposes either so we're gonna fix this anyway spoke to the deacon talked about it it's like you should have asked we just approved to have that specific area of, of uh, need taken care of. It's like, wow. So, you know, here I am again doing what I believe needs to be done, not knowing that it had already been taken care of. Why? I didn't ask. 
I, I didn't ask. I didn't seek the Lord's face. And just because I was doing ministry work and had a heart for ministry and ensuring that things were done in the best fashion that they could be done didn't mean that it was for me to take it upon myself to do that. So learned the lesson the hard way and uh, turned around and took said purchase back to the store. So just because God is with you doesn't mean you can do whatever you want to do. David did right. He sought the Lord. I didn't seek my leadership and I learned a good lesson for it. But when he sought leadership, the man of God didn't seek the face of God. Never assume that because God is blessing you in a certain area or doing something that you've got the freedom to do whatever it is that you feel is right. And men of God must always seek the face of God. If you're in a position of leadership and God has called you to any kind of work, you need to be seeking his face especially when other people are coming to you for godly leadership don't just go on what you think is right or what you feel is right know what god has said about it and be sure and doubly sure that he's saying those things before you give direction to someone else nathan did not he just saw the lord moving was like hey just go ahead and do what you want to do because God is with you instead of seeking God's face to see what it is that the Lord had to say about the situation which is why we stopped at verse 4 because it then shows Nathan's error by saying but that night a word of the Lord came to Nathan saying saying what but we'll talk about that more next week. Until then, God bless and keep it together. What's good, everybody? I had to come back at it because I stopped the recording a bit too soon. Forgot about the takeaways I wanted to share with everyone so came back to go at it again since it would not allow me to add it to the previous one so three things to take away from this lesson today one give God your very best make sure that you are putting him in the proper place in your life by making sure that whatever you're doing for him is the best men of God must seek the face of God if you call yourself a child of God you need to be seeking his face so that you know what to do and how to do what to do it's truly an honor and a privilege to be in the presence of God and to seek his face and we need to do that last but not least don't assume that God's blessing his anointing gives you the freedom to do whatever it is that you want even if it's for him make sure that as you're seeking his face 
you're getting the direction that he's giving regarding what it is that he wants you to do may be a good thing to do he may want it done but you need to know what your role is in it all right till next time again god bless keep it together take care